Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our guest says unequivocally that hockey culture has to change today and the leadership at Hockey Canada must go. Our guest is Greg Gilhooley. He's the author of uh, I Am Nobody, Confronting the Sexually Abusive Coach Who Stole My Life. He's a former junior hockey goalie who was sexually abused by Graham James, who is well known in this country, unfortunately far too well known. How are you, Greg? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today, Roy. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Um, why did you choose the title for the book? Well, it, it's interesting. I mean, coming out of sexual assault, you feel like you've lost all identity. So I, I really did feel like nobody. I certainly didn't feel like uh, Greg Gilhooley to speak in the third person. But also, I was never a pro hockey player, so I don't have any built-in platform. I don't have a voice. I'm just a guy who could have lived around the corner or next door or wherever. And this happens and this happens everywhere, you know, uh, throughout our society. So I'm nobody, I'm nobody special. And I certainly came out of sexual assault feeling as if I was nobody at all. So let's get at this, uh, the issue of hockey Canada, if we can in the, in the time that we have left, when the hockey Canada uh, chief executive says he wants to say Scott, Scott Smith wants to stay on the job, says he can bring the, the institution back to, or bring it to, a level of responsibility, which will honor Canadians. Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. What's your sense? Does, does this organization need to see the, um, the executive suite, as it were, changed? I think messages and symbols are very important, and I don't doubt that Scott Smith is a good man. Uh, his only problem is that he's been at Hockey Canada for virtually three decades and so he's had his chance to make meaningful positive impact on the game and as good as he is and his management team may be they've got to go okay and uh, the sooner the better yeah. i imagine yeah so it's more than just hockey canada gymnastics canada has had funding stopped and we heard uh, yesterday we spoke with a former elite gymnast last weekend um we heard from allison forsyth yesterday telling us that when she reported sexual manipulation and assault to Alpine Canada, she was told to not go public because it would perhaps cost sponsorships. So how widespread do you think this silence in the face of aberrant behavior policy extends in organized sports in this country? I think it even goes beyond organized sports. I think anytime you have people in positions of power over others, this is going to be present. Sexual assault will be present. And the, the problem is that it's going to take time for society to change. Right now, the bright light is on Hockey Canada and Soccer Canada and gymnastics and sports. But we, we just have a, a fundamental problem in the way that we look at situations. Far too much is forgiven in the face of success. And success, while things like this are happening, is no success. And people have to understand that the focus has to be on how people are treated within organizations, not on whether or not the organization is succeeding. And so whether it's hockey, soccer, gymnastics, 
finance, law firms, you know, you, you name it. Bad behavior exists out there. And bad behavior is just simply too often forgiven if someone is succeeding elsewhere. Yeah, I think that point was uh, made as well with uh, Theo Fleury and Sheldon Kennedy. They were adults, adult males who'd played in the National Hockey League before they actually spoke out about what happened to them. And I wonder if, uh, with, with even with adults who were sexually abused when they were younger, whether it's a sense of, gee, I don't know whether I should speak, I don't know whether I'm actually going to be, what I say is going to be accepted, or whether society as a whole just has this underlying theme of just shut up and keep playing. Yeah, and it's a real problem. Look, it took decades for me to come forward too, right? And the problem is, if you remain silent for too long, it, it becomes your way of coping and surviving with the issue itself, and then you get yourself into a position where you believe that no one will believe you because you've taken so long to come forward or that whatever you have succeeded at in the interim will be taken away because you've effectively shown the world that you're a fraud. You weren't who people thought you were. It's, it's an issue that is just mixed up in so much that victims end up abusing themselves. It's one thing to be sexually abused. The, 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 the acts of sex are, are, are whatever they are. It's the carnage that's left behind after the abuse that is so destructive. And that's why when people commit sexual assault, it's not really about the sex. It's an attempted murder of someone's soul and what that person ends up carrying with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And when an organization like Hockey Canada pays out $8.9 million in out-of-court settlements for sexual assaults between 1989 and 2022, that just speaks volumes about what the what the real issue is. You know, I've covered the issue of child and youth sexual assault for many years on air, and the cases were often, uh, Greg, headline-creating and anger-creating with promises by governments to change things, and they did somewhat at least. But these were mostly individual cases with individual criminal child sex attacks. What we're facing now is institutional, not endorsed institutional sexual misconduct, but institutional nevertheless, or am I overstating this? No, you're spot on. What's happened before is that an incident will come to light and all lights will be shone on that incident that's come to light. And then eventually the circus picks up and leaves town and goes on to the next thing. My hope is that this is such a severe breakdown. I mean, look... Not everything that Hockey Canada did here is wrong. Hockey Canada having the ability to quickly fund a victim without having to rely on the whims of its insurers or lawyers is wonderful. But Hockey Canada's lack of transparency and the non-disclosure agreement that it entered into, which effectively uh, told the world it wanted this to go away, and they, they stopped investigating. and like that, that's, that's the horrible part. And, and this is what I, I, I hope we're at right now, is a realization that you can't just wish these things away. They are there. They are across the institution, and it is now an institutional matter that is of the utmost priority to correct. Yeah. So we have this inquiry that's underway, and yesterday we spoke with two members of Parliament who were part of that inquiry. And who knows for how long, Greg? And, and then who knows how long we'll have to wait until a report is tabled? And who knows if the public interest will have waned and the report will gather virtual dust on the hard drives of a million laptops? That is what we cannot afford. Here's the thing. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. And I don't care what formal process is in place, and I don't care who's being called to be a witness at what committee hearing. Do the right thing now. Don't wait. You know, if you're in an organization, speak up. If you're Hockey Canada leadership, get out of the way and let new people come in and do the right thing. This this notion that uh, people can play for time and try to save their own jobs, 
look, if, if you're working for an organization named Hockey Canada, the two things that are most important in your job are hockey and Canada, not you and your position within that organization. And for all that hockey culture gets wrong by looking for the logo on the jersey rather than the, the name uh, of the individual there and, and, and getting in the way of a pursuit for the truth, it's time for Hockey Canada leadership to really think long and hard about why they are there in the first place. And if they had any, any notion of self-awareness, they would step down tomorrow morning. What's your sense of what's going to happen in the next weeks? Well, I think pressure is going to be increasingly applied, but I, I do think that, uh, unfortunately, we are who we are, and there's an upcoming World Junior Championship, and I think people will be talking about this issue throughout the issue, uh, or throughout the tournament, but then the tournament will get exciting, and we'll start talking about the players on the team and the goals and the upcoming matchup, and before you know it, we may not have moved the ball forward as much as we should have. And that's why I think as a, 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 a pressing, pressing priority within Hockey Canada, let's just take that team out of the world tournament and let's, let's get our house in order before we start caring about World Hockey Championship. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.